Welcome to the All Things Work podcast from the Society for Human Resource Management. I'm your host, Tony Lee, Head of Editorial Operations here at SHRM. Thank you so much for joining us. All Things Work is an audio adventure during which we talk with thought leaders and tastemakers to give you an insider's perspective on all things work. And today we have two guests, Jody Curtis and Susan White, coming to us from uh, beautiful Indiana. Jody is the founder and owner of Purple Inc., a boutique HR consulting firm, and the author of Joy Powered, Intentionally Creating an Inspired Workspace, which aims to help organizations and individuals structure their relationships and environments to focus on their strengths. Like Jody, Susan White also leads her own HR consulting practice, providing people solutions to businesses' needs. Her previous experience includes more than 30 years as a senior vice president at J.P. Morgan Chase. Susan and Jody, they're frequent collaborators. They work together with others to write a book on effective team building called The Joy Powered Team. In other words, they formed a team to write a book about teams. Brilliant move. And together, they co-host the Joy Powered Workspace podcast, where they talk through career and business issues from the perspectives of both employer and employee. So Jody and Susan, thank you and welcome to All Things Work. Thanks for having us. We're so glad to be here, Tony. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. So we're going to talk about something really interesting and a really dramatic change in what's going on in employee relocation. You know, in years past, relocation was simply part of the deal for any upwardly mobile professional. Susan, you and I were chatting about, you know, my father-in-law worked for General Motors for many years and, and they moved consistently every year, year and a half, 11 times, you know, in the course of his career. And that was just in his first, you know, 18 years or so of his career. And you were sharing that your son has just gone through something similar. What 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 has been his moves? Yes. Now, I know he is an unusual millennial because he's 31 years old and he has moved nine times in since actually in the last nine years. So he went into like a leadership training program where that was expected with a very large company, Raytheon, moving him three times in the first three years. And then he just decided he enjoyed moving and started working for startups and has moved almost every single year since then. But he learned his lesson. Yeah, he did, because he just this year said, that's it. He and his new wife bought a house and they said, 30 years minimum, or we're going to be here 30 years minimum. <laughs> that's great. So it's interesting. Let, let me add a little more info here before we dive in. So some very interesting research from 2013 to 2018, company paid relocations have fallen 22%. And in a Federal Reserve study, about 50% of all employees say they're rooted and they are not willing to move. It's really a change. Now, part of it is that, you know, the federal tax law changed in 2018 that eliminated the business deduction for employer paid moving expenses. So that, that might have something to do with it. But we have incredible talent shortages. Companies are, are desperate to find the right people for the right job. And that often means they have to move them from one place to another but folks are saying, not me. I'm not moving. What do you guys think? Is this a trend that's here to stay? You know, I have to say that I do believe that it is. I think there's a lot of differences among, among young people today than there was back in our generation. The fact is, is that with the a labor market being what it is, people can stay where they were born, where their friends, where their networks are. They don't necessarily have to move to get that job. So I don't see it changing, guys, in the near future. I also think, you know, we have more dual career families than we've ever had before. So, you know, 20, 30 years ago, people could more easily move because it was maybe one 
one spouse was staying at home and it was all about the other person's career. And now with dual careers, people, it's not as easy for people to switch both careers at the same time and make it work for them. And like Susan said, I think people believe, why should I relocate? I can work from home or I can have meetings on Zoom or the millennial generation is more used to just doing things remotely. I do see that more of them maybe are willing to travel for work, but not relocate. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. And you know, the other aspect here too is we're talking about a lot of these folks are sandwich generation. They're they're taking care of their parents, they're taking care of kids. Um, you know, they're taking care of dogs that don't want to go anywhere <laughs> that have a good dog walker. <laughs> That's right. You know, yeah. for whatever reason, right? So there's no motivation there to move. And then, you know, the other part of this is if you're living in Indianapolis, as you guys are, where you have a very moderate cost of living. And your company says, well, we'd like to move you to San Francisco or we'd like to move you to New York. You know, you're going to have to earn twice what you earn to be able to, to afford the same amount. Right. That's exactly right. Right. So that that high cost of living could be a real deterrent, especially, you know, we were talking about your son. He's been out of college for a little while now. But, you know, recent grads, a lot of them have huge student debt. So they're they're perhaps living with their parents, you know, as they pay off their student debt. So, you know, th- there's so many different pieces that come into play here that provide a disincentive, I think, for folks to accept a relocation. But employers are still relocating people. So what are you hearing? I mean, are, are they doing something interesting to get people to agree to move? You know, the thing is with um, employers, they absolutely do need to relocate talent to where their operations are. And I do hear them struggling. And I, I know there's employees who say, I really want that next promotion, but I'm not going to be able to do it. If I'm going to be required to move, I'll pass. And so, Jody, I don't know if you're hearing the same thing I am, but employers are getting, at least I hear, a little more flexible about the fact that they'll allow employees to come in for parts of weeks or parts of months, as long as they're committing to being there and having FaceTime at the headquarters or at that operational site for a certain percentage of time, maybe during a week or during a month. Yeah, to give them that flexibility to work elsewhere on the other time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, we hear time and time again with the millennials, their life is more important than work for them. And it used to be people would relocate for money or career progression, and now they're valuing life over that. So employers have to be, if they want people to move, they have to be really creative to, to make that happen. And I I haven't heard of anything specifically or any specific benefits or dollar amounts that companies are offering. I think it's more about the creativity of of the workday or giving them the flexibility that they want to make it happen. Yeah, I think flexibility is first, for sure. I I think all the things that back in the day we used to say, you know what, maybe we'll give the person $10,000 cash bonus and let them figure out how to move themselves. I think employers are needing to be even much more aggressive now and think about maybe we give them the $10,000 for the moving allowance, but we also go ahead and get them packed up and moved. We'll take care of moving their cars. We'll absolutely look at temporary housing. Um, We're going to look at giving them pay time off to do the move as opposed to expecting them to make it happen over over a weekend or over a vacation time. Um, I do think that helping 
especially rising executives or, or high potential talent, making sure that you're taking care of that second, you know, the spouse or the partner that they want to move with, that person might need some job search assistance. I see companies offering that through the, usually through their own outplacement firms. They'll go ahead and allow, you know, trailing partners to get some assistance as part of that relocation package. I guess the only other thing that I can think of that I've seen some companies think about is maybe we need to also think about giving equity, Uh, maybe shares of stock if we're publicly traded, maybe if it's a startup, making sure that you're giving them a piece of equity, really trying to make it much more attractive than what we used to do in the the past, which is if you want this job, we need you to move. Instead, we've got to woo the whole person and make sure we make it as easy as possible. No, it makes perfect sense. And, and and actually, everything you've said is backed up. There's a Gartner report where it, it, the conclusion is that money isn't enough anymore and that, you know, family issues, cultural considerations are paramount and more important than money. Um, you know, there's the, I, I don't know if you guys uh, read Hillbilly Elegy, uh, the J.B. Vance book. But, yeah, I mean, there's a great example in there of folks who were offered opportunities to move somewhat far away from family for a real career boost and said no, because family ties were the most important aspect of their life. And it wasn't just because they loved their family and wanted to be there, but it's their family needed their support, um, needed them to be present, sometimes needed, you know, them to, to step up and actually care for them. Um, and that changes the way people think about their careers too, right? I mean, it's, it's not me first mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, Tony, I see it on the flip side a little bit too, where people are making the choice to move because of family or because they want to be in the outdoors more or they, they want to move to Colorado or, or move to be back t- with those aging parents. And I've even recommended to our many of our clients that to not make them feel like they have to offer relocation anymore that you know it used to be relocation was included points on your new mortgage and all the moving costs and that i don't think companies have to offer all of that when people are making the choice to move somewhere and that used to be sort of more a standard offering, too, that that companies just offered everyone. So I think it's interesting. They have to be more creative with their internal people to get them to move. But yet for people who are looking to move to lo- new locations, I think it's less of a benefit because the companies don't feel like they have to offer that. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. And you want to know the other secret? Move them to Texas. Tax-wise, that's a wonderful place to go. Tax-wise, cost of living. Well, actually, if you look at what are the the top cities for incoming relocation, whether they're new college grads or existing employees, three of the top five cities are are in Texas, Houston, Dallas, and Austin. So to your point, you know, if, if you're a new college grad coming out of, you know, Michigan or Ohio and you're thinking, you know, I, I think I want to go someplace warm where the cost of living is low, and you're a company hiring in Texas, you may not have to offer anything to get folks right. to make that move, they right? They want to come to you. Yeah. And and then the other top cities, you know, Denver, Seattle, again, kind of high cost cities, but if they're appealing, like you said, going to Colorado, you know, if that's a dream, then you're willing to sacrifice to live that mm-hmm. dream, mm-hmm. especially if you're an outdoor yeah, type I person, I, right? I got to tell you, Tony, I'm never moving anywhere colder than Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. That's funny. Texas sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Right. 
Well, you know, and again, it's funny you say that because if you look at the list of the of these top cities, there are only two out of twenty that are in cold weather locations. I Columbus, Ohio, and Minneapolis. I mean, I guess you could say Denver's the third, but, you know, Denver has other things going for it. The Rust Belt states are not attracting these folks, right? I mean, what do you see in Indiana? Do you see, is you, anecdotally, is it more of an outflow than I an inflow? I think we're really concerned about brain drain here. And it's certainly an emphasis of our universities is that how do we, we get a lot of really good talent coming here to a lot of our really good schools, but it's really hard after they live a few winters here to, <laughs> to decide this is where they want to settle. Tony, I think the one other thing maybe that we haven't, talked about is risk. You know, they say one of the key things with the millennial generation is they looked at their their baby boomer parents who were laid off at different times in their career. And so for uh, a family or even a, a young adult to think about moving away when they're not assured of a 30, 40 year career with that company. And it might not be worth the risk to them to think about moving and then not having a long-term job. Or certainly just that generations now don't make as many long-term decisions as we used to. And to think about moving somewhere for 20 years is, is different than just jumping with a company that they may not be so loyal to themselves. I actually had a uh, millennial say they were looking at a couple of job offers. One of them was out of town and the company was paying, you know, full reload. And what they, they said to me is, you know, I have to really think about it because I looked at my dad who got laid off. We had moved, you know, a couple of times for him. The companies never move you back home. So the fact is, yeah. I may go there. They, everything sounds great to me now, but I'm not sure if this doesn't work out do I want to try to, you know, fight and pay my way back here? So I do think that's real. I think that we've, they've seen that many, many people lose their jobs. And, you know, why do they take that, want to take that risk in a city where they don't know? Yeah. And, and you know what, it's only going to get worse. Cause if you look at the Gen Z generation and what they say is most important to them, they're the ones who were growing up during this last great recession who saw their folks, you know, lose their jobs, lose their college funds, you know, for them, they're more risk averse than anyone and more financially motivated than frankly millennials. Yeah. So if, if that's the case, you're going to have an even harder time moving folks mm. in the years ahead. Well, thank goodness companies are getting better and better at remote work and the technology is getting better and better. So people are working side by side, even though they're physically, you know, states away from each other based on, um, technology platforms are able to talk and see what each other is doing, share documents. Thank goodness. I think that's hopefully going to help offset this concern. Yeah. For both employees and the employers. Right. So in other words, employee relocation will be a thing of the past and, and robots can go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, Thank you, guys. That's going to do it for this edition of All Things Work. A a big thank you to Jody Curtis and Susan White for joining me to discuss employee relocation. And before we get out of here, I just want to encourage everyone to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're at it, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave us a review because you know how important feedback is. Also, be sure to check out Sherm on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can find all of our episodes and more podcasts on our website at sherm.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on All Things Work.